It's Tom again for the Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes Ted Fatel of Sportsnet Michigan and WJSC Radio representative the Baby Boomers. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And the Millennial Man is Jared Fatel of Fox 17 TV in Grand Rapids, Michigan and Fat Stack Sports. The show is syndicated worldwide on Sports Radio Detroit and MWSN Radio and is a Sportsnet Michigan production recorded at the Z92.5 Castle Mid-Michigan Studios. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and other big podcast hosting sites. Comments and suggestions can be sent via social media at 3PointPod or by email to 3PointPod at gmail.com. The fellows will get it rolling right after this. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. 85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and auction your items and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that too. Call today, 989-720-SELL. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell, we'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-SELL. You'll do better with Sheridan. Nelson House Funeral Homes' number one goal is to serve the families in our community. They're not tied into an out-of-state corporation or their board of directors. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. The top priority is caring for our friends and neighbors, being right there when you need them most. With unique service to represent unique lives in mid-Michigan, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. The business started in 1880 and continues the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, see them on the web at nelsonhouse.com or call them at 989-723-5234. Well, welcome to episode 124 of Three Point Podcast. Our great partners include Advanced Elevator, Card Service, Michiana, Corona Connection, ProMec Engineering, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Nelson House Funeral Homes, and Sheridan Auction Service. I'm Ted. Jared's here in the studio with me. Matt's on the phone in North Carolina. And fellas, we just had a great weekend. Father's Day. I know the two of you did some golf. And let's get caught up a little bit here before we get deep into the sports world. So, as we know, uh, we had we always have Father's Day at Uncle Ted's. It's kind of like his Super Bowl, you know. He... <laughs> seems like he plans it like i get an email about it in like january every year like set your calendars for this father's day celebration and everything went great uh i had a great time my one complaint is i knew it was leading into a butt i was gonna i was gonna say there's there's always one complaint <laughs> well listen i mean that's what when you want to host the one of the biggest days of the year for fathers everywhere you're gonna you're opening yourselves up to complaints because well, we'll it's got to be a perfect day we'll take this as constructive criticism then a okay. couple of complaints i had okay um uh, this one's more personal. My first time through the food line, there was no ketchup for my hot dog. Now, I did notice on my, and you know I did, you did know on my second time around, for my second plate, there was ketchup. But where was it on the first go around? That's one complaint I had. Second complaint, rain was expected. And as you know, Ted lives out on the lake. He loves this lake. Had a lot of work done, beautiful patio outlook. You know, I love going there. I like walking on it. I like sitting on it. Um, I was a little bit dismayed to learn that when I went there and it was 90 degrees outside, sun just beating down, that we were sitting in his garage. with, a, Like I said, it's like a hoarder's garage. There's cabinets everywhere, <laughs> black totes here or there, and th- it never even rained. And and at some point, this is, if I was the head man at this place, <laughs> around an hour in when we realized that this rain wasn't going to come, I would have said, hey, everyone, grab their chairs. We're going to the back. We're going to where the party should have been instead of in my dusty, dirty 
garage, it's going to be out on this beautiful patio. Well, so that's all, another complaint. First of all, the, the garage may have been, uh, you know, a little bit cluttered in spots, but it wasn't dirty. I cleaned it. So that, take that <laughs> Literally out. Literally a foot away from where I was grabbing my hot dog bun was your old golf clubs that you just grabbed out of your know, I, space I a, month, a week ago. But, okay, let me let me get point by point here. Matt, you still with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, the ketchup argument. I, I'll give you that. Uh, actually, I'm going to throw my wife under the bus. She was in charge of the condiments. Uh, it could have been really easily sol- solved by just saying, hey, Uncle Ted, you got any ketchup? That's well, then all. I'm a bother. Then no, I'm you no know, being picky and I'm, no, there is it's not no good enough what you guys put out. You could have said that and I would have said, really? Ketchup on your hot dogs? Come on. But that's okay. Everybody has their, their taste. That's okay. You don't like ketchup on your hot dogs? Absolutely not. You're psycho. Matt? Oh, no, yeah. I, I definitely go ketchup and mustard. Oh, okay. Just checking. <laughs> That'd be just a good mustard po- on your hot dog. Mustard and, on, mustard and onion. That's that's the all American hot dog. But I, I know everybody has different t- different taste. Uh, the second thing about the heat, yes, rain was expected. But also when it's when it's blistering hot like that, uh, you know, I thought for my dad's comfort. You know, because first of all, he can't go up and down steps. Crap. I'm thinking about my dad. I already Jared. know where you're going with this, and it's bull crap. It isn't. It isn't bull crap. I'm telling you. We- I specifically remember. So, and I remember thinking, how in God's green earth is this even possible? Someone walking from out back and saying, hey, Dad, I think it was actually my dad that said this to my grandpa, it's a lot cooler out back if you want to go out there. And what did he and say? And I said, how is it a lot cooler about 10 feet behind us and where we were in shade already? And I don't know what he said. Oh. You, but that was not the reason why – That don't say that it was – for it, it personal was, comfort. It was 100% the reason why we set up the garage, the rain and my dad. That's fact. But that's okay. I get where, I get where you're coming from. What was the third thing? I didn't really – I mean, it could have been a little bit cooler, maybe some fans or something ah, to help with the okay. heat. But. I'll take that under, under consideration next time. You didn't have any oscillating fans out there in the garage? No, I had considered it. I didn't know it was that hot for the young fella, so – I'll also say this. You know, now we're on the topic. Now you kind of got me going. Now I'm starting to think of things. <laughs> now he's starting who, to criticize. Who he bought? You know, when you go to like a, <laughs> like this reminded me of like a school lunch or something, like a school packed lunch. It's a little. He was handing out these little miniature water bottles where you have like maybe two drinks and then they're gone. What's the purpose of having the miniature water seven bottles? Seven ounces. Seven ounces. Seven ounces. Well, the theory behind that was you could have as many of them as you wanted. <laughs> But I, I've had parties before where you got the, the big, tall bottles of bottled water. Yeah. And then when the party's over, I can't tell you how many of them are half drank. So that was the whole point of that. Okay. That's fair. Like I said, it was it – was, I really – I had a good time. I enjoyed myself. Uh, that was just the one complaint I had was, you know, you have this beautiful lake patio. That's like – I, I mean, I don't know. It's like getting married at like the Taj Mahal and like having it in the car garage. Well, I'll tell you what. So here, here would be my one, my one question for you, Jared. I don't know how, I don't know how Ted runs his. I mean, it sounds like he does run his parties like very tightly knit. I mean, I, I'd, I'd like to come to one of these sometime. Uh, open and, invite. Open invite. No, hard. <laughs> but are, are you not free to go to the back if you want to? Like, are you forced? stay in the garage or could you have said like you know to your one of your brothers or you know something like hey you want to grab our chairs and go out back well isn't father's day all about being with your father and like your family hey, and like cherishing yeah, family hey, Dad, time you want, Dad, how you would you go back out back and have some, eat our dinner back there to matt, answer, how to would you question matt absolutely no restraints on that at all from me I, that I, why wasn't it back there in the first place because it was, it was supposed to rain and it was like you said 89 degrees it's it's at that time of day, it was one o'clock in the afternoon. Believe me, from experience, it, it is just hotter than hell back there <laughs> at that time of day. So I, it was a little less hot in the garage. Okay, but I was just going to throw this out there to make it better. I don't know if you're going to go up north for the Fourth of July, but the third of July, that Friday night, we're going to have an informal get together because we're going to be one of the few places that has fireworks. So we're going to have fireworks at the lake. So you're welcome to come out. You're welcome to enjoy the back patio, the lake, the boat, everything else. How's that? I was going to say, don't you normally, isn't 4th of July kind of your, your time to have? I feel like you've talked about having 4th of July parties, too. Yeah, we shifted it this year. I mean, in, in Jared's uh, uh, open, he, he, he kind of uh, exaggerated a little bit. Usually it is the 4th of July party. We made the big party Father's Day this year because our fireworks are on the 3rd, which is Friday night. It's just tough to get everybody together, family members, you know, for a big party. You really got to have an afternoon party and, and do it then. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's no. so that basically to kind of summarize, would have liked to have ketchup there. Uh, it was there eventually. Would have liked it on my first hot dog. But I'll have it out. I'll, I've taken a note. Something to make a note of, and yep. the water bottles. Just get regular water bottles. Okay. And and how about just a big jug of water that you can turn a tap and then fill your cup up with ice and water. Would uh, that that would that would have been better. Okay. Yes. All right. I'll take that under consideration too, because we thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you, you thought you made the wrong decision. Apparently, on apparently. But. I I got to be honest. Like, uh, Jared's starting to sound a little needy when he's coming to a party that's providing all this food and <laughs> out and everything. Like, you really couldn't ask your Uncle Ted for some ketchup? Exactly. Or, you know, <laughs> ask, like, hey, can I get a cup so I can fill up, you know, pour a couple water bottles well, in a you, cup? Well, you did know, you? Something like that. Did you? It was a planned attack not to have the ketchup out. Did you hear how he described how his favorite hot dogs don't have ketchup on them? <laughs> I did notice that there was relish and mustard. And onions. and onions. You don't grab those condiments without grabbing ketchup. Like, you know it's all right in the same area. Well, I wonder what our listeners think. I mean, I really do. If, how do you eat your hot dog? Do you eat your hot dogs with ketchup, mustard, everything? You eat them with just... Like I like them with just onions and mustard. It'd be interesting to see what everybody likes. Just, a, just we'll a say, I, like I said, I normally just on a you know, like standard hot dog. I, don't, I normally do just go ketchup mustard. But if it's a coney dog, like if there's chili sauce or coney sauce on there, just mustard. No, no onions for me. Yep. I definitely do not do not put ketchup on a chili dog because it's already in the sauce, right? Right. Yeah. And that that would just be. I almost feel like that'd almost be gross to put more. More ketchup on coney sauce, but yeah. yeah. May, would would you be happy with a coney sauce on the side too, Jerry? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I would have been ecstatic about that. But oh, oh I'll keep that in Matt, mind. Then. Matt, please tell me that your Father's Day was a little bit more uh, riveting <laughs> than that. Yeah, we've talked about ours enough. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to use the word riveting, but uh, we were we rented the. I, I probably talked about it last summer. We've rented this house on on a lake down here, Lake Norman. Um, it's it's north of Charlotte where, like, all the NASCAR guys have houses on the lake. Michael Jordan, the Currys, and, like, just all the people who are, like, in the Carolinas mm-hmm. have houses on this lake. So it's really cool. So we've rented this Airbnb a few times to hang out on the lake and, like, ride the kayaks and do all that stuff on the water. So we did it um, this past weekend. So on Father's Day, yeah, we were just hanging out on the water and really just catching up from the amount of drinking that we did the previous four days just canoeing around kayaking around and, and playing with, with my daughter so i'm not necessarily going to say riveting but it was definitely perfectly relaxing perfect weather sounds like just like what you guys had in michigan and yeah just sitting on the water you couldn't beat it yeah i mean i saw some of your photos and videos on facebook it looks like an ideal situation to get away from you know at the everyday grind how, how long a drive is it it's uh from where i live it's just about a 45 maybe an hour drive depending on a little bit of traffic but but yeah, it's perfect to get up there. The, the spot that this lady has is on. It's 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 perfect because she's got uh, she's got a nice dock out into the water, a little beach area, you know, like so my daughter can play on. You can hang out on that. She's got two paddle boards, two canoes, three kayaks. Um, so like a couple buddies came down from Michigan for the weekend too. Um, so we were all able to like go out and that stuff. And one of our friends has a pontoon, so they drove that across the lake parked it at the dock for for a day so yeah it's just a perfect spot every time we go there we end up on zillow and stuff like that looking for places to buy because it's so nice up there that's awesome what the heck is up with this uh i saw it on instagram uh for the listeners don't know apparently you do a flip off quote unquote flip off every year where you flip off your dock are you a little worried that one of these years that's because, I mean, if you do it like once a year, one of these times it, it could end pretty poorly, couldn't it? And maybe break it down for our listeners what what he's talking about. Yeah, so so my wife and I, it was kind of like we just started doing it uh, four years ago. This is the, the fourth time we've done it. We were this The first time we did it, we were at uh, on Saginaw Bay up in Michigan on her mom and stepdad's boat out there, and we were just like having fun or whatever, and and my wife can do backflips. She was like kind of bragging, you know, I was, you know, like telling me like I can do backflips off this or you know whatever. And I was like, I don't know, you got to prove it. I can't. I mean, honestly, I've tried backflips a few times. I probably could, but I always just go with the front flip for me. So the first year, her mom was like, "Let me record you guys doing them synchronized, you know, front and backflips." Um, so you know, it was like kind of cool, it was kind of fun or whatever. And like, so we posted the video on Facebook, and people loved it. 
and were like judging us and like saying, I, I vote for Kelly, I vote for Matt, doing all that stuff. So then it just kind of became like, you know, once a year or something like that, we just do it. And now it's been like four years in a row. So now we're like, all right, we got to do it. As long as we can keep doing flips off a dock or off a boat, we got to keep doing this. So, so yeah, at some point, probably one of us is going to do one and smack our back. And that's when we're going to say, yeah, we're probably done doing this. So how long, how long are we down the road for uh, Claire knowing how to swim and she can be in the middle and do a full gainer or something to join you? That's that's the big thing. That's what we said. Like once she's a little more confident, like jumping off the dock. So obviously a few years, but um, <laughs> I think we were like, she's going to be in on it. So that's going to keep the, the tradition going. But but no, my, my buddy that was there, he was ripping on me. He's like, really, you're going to let your wife do a backflip and you're only going to do a front flip? <laughs> and I'm like, I have no shame. Every time I try to do a backflip, I just end up on my face. Right. I'm going to stick with my front flip. Something, a little piece of advice, uh, and this is from what I saw this actually past weekend, just to bring it back one more time to our uh, Father's Day. At one point, you don't want to be the guy that's, like, too old that's, like, still, you know, trying to do athletic feats. And uh, at one point, Ted did grab a basketball and shoot it. (laughs) And I tell you, it looked like a 1938, like, set shot. And it just bricked right off of his basketball hoop. So don't be that guy. Don't like yeah, I said. That's my whole piece of advice. Don't be the guy doing the flip. It, my shot wouldn't be so bad if I actually had some warm up time. That was that was just stiff as could be. But you're right. It but probably yeah, did look silly. I was, I was gonna I was gonna say, did you at least like you know loosen up your arms a little bit? Or oh did you just no. Pick up a ball and shoot it. It was a cold shoot, man, from three point <laughs> land. <laughs> Should have probably took it a few steps in, right around 17 feet or so. And I never really had a pretty jump shot to begin with, but I had a decent-looking set shot, but this one didn't look good at all, I have to admit. Yeah, I was just going to say along those lines, I know last week we were talking about, you know, you finally dusted off those clubs that were sitting right next to Jared's hot dog, apparently. <laughs> but um, So I know Jared's been golfing a lot, but this past weekend I told you um, a couple buddies from Michigan came down for the weekend. So we did do some golfing. And along those lines, if you just picking up a ball cold and taking a shot, I, I know I mentioned it. I haven't golfed in a couple of years. I think it's actually even been three summers. And I play, I knew these guys were coming down. I knew we were going to go golf in a couple of days and do shoot a couple of rounds. I planned on going to the range at least once. I was hoping to get there at least twice. Didn't make it, just been busy or whatever. We even got to the course on our first round. Didn't even get there very early. Not enough time to like even chip a few times or put a few times. No stretching or anything. Nothing. I mean, I you know probably I swung my back around a few times to try and loosen up, but stepped up to the tee and sure as hell first drive I tried to hit, pew, straight to the left. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even clear the women's tees, and I was like, <laughs> I should have stretched out a little bit. So I, I definitely took a breakfast ball that first drive and. <laughs> And I, I played better. I, I know I, we were texting a little bit before we were recording. For not playing for a couple of years, not hitting the range, not even warming up at all, I played better than I expected, to be honest with you. The second day, we were more just kind of having fun and, and drinking a little bit. But that first day, we were, like, really trying. We played, you know, a, a nice 18. And I played, you know, better than expected. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to brag about a score or anything like that, but – Having not picked up clubs for a couple of years, I was like, you know what, I'm not mad about it. So, so you had fun and you were in the same skill level as your buddies, huh? Yeah, well, one of my buddies who came down, he, he plays in a couple of leagues, and um, so he plays two or three times a week. So he's actually um, a pretty solid golfer. So, he, I mean, he beat me by a good 15 or 18 strokes. But, um, Jeez. you know, again, for not having played, and, you know, it, like I said in the text that we were talking about, it definitely gave me the itch like, yeah. to get back out there because – one thing I noticed, and I know you guys know what I'm talking about, especially Jared playing, like there's always these clubs. Like everyone has their like one or two or three favorite clubs in their bag, no matter what. Like when your shot comes up and that's the club you're going to use, you're almost like excited. Yeah. And the two, what was like pissing me off the most, I have two clubs, a seven wood and uh, it's a utility wedge. It's a ping utility wedge. It's, it's a pretty nice club that I used to, like whenever I'd pull that out of my bag, it was money. I <laughs> like just a money shot every yeah. time and I could not like dial those clubs in the whole weekend and it was like pissing me off because I was like these used to be my favorite clubs in my bag and I'm like what is going on so that that right there made me like all right I gotta get back out here and like get my consistency back down but big thing is I had fun it was a ton yeah. of fun well, you, let's, let's, go ahead Jim. that's exactly I know exactly the feeling you're talking about I actually dealt with that uh this past weekend uh, and do you think people are a little bit sick and tired of hearing about a couple of people that are just absolutely terrible at golf? Well, but anyway, I don't care. I stuff. like talking you know, about it. Some people like to hear what you guys are up to. So, 
back when I was like, I played golf. I grew up right across the street from a golf course. I played golf my whole life, and there was one thing that I that I would get complimented on all the time, where I was just I was a, a dead eye putter, like honestly, and I, objectively, like I would was probably the best putter that I knew of, like anyone around my age. Your whole group, really, really good putter. And something has changed where I seriously think I'm, like, the worst putter I know. I don't – it's a mental block. It's sort of like like when Derrick Rose got injured or something where I, I took a little bit of time off, and when I came back, like, just something flipped in my brain where I'm just an absolute terrible putter now. So, like you said, with, like, that utility wedge, it's, like, something – it's what's changed. I don't. That's like what's weird about golf is I, you know, like Charles Barkley. If you look at his old swings from like the 1990s, <laughs> like it's a it's a money swing, and then you look at it now and it's just absolutely terrible. Like I don't understand how those mental blocks like form in your head that just completely like change how good of a golfer you are. That's yeah. I don't know. I mean, for putting, I mean, you can probably get it back. I would think with just some practice, practice. couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you'd think I don't. You'd think I hope so. I mean, were you, I were believe you, me. You, I'm, I'm hoping so. Were you sucking from every distance? Were you getting it close and then missing? Easy it's not putts? even. It's the thing. It's it's where I wasn't even getting like I would hit it on the end of the putter. I'd hit it on the inside <laughs> of the putter. Like I could. I didn't even have like a solid stroke. I was just standing over the ball, and you know the feeling where you just like you just feel uncomfortable. Right. You just feel uncomfortable. But I don't. Is it a new putter? Did you get a new putter you haven't felt out? I actually, to, th- because I've had these, like, putting woes all summer, I went back to my old putter when I was, like, in fifth grade. Like, to, uh, do I have some magic in this? And no, no. Still, same problem. <laughs> what, but the, I, something I've noticed, like, it seems like golf is, like, I, and you got, and maybe it's just because we talk about it a lot. Maybe it's just because of my own personal life. Like, it's something that I've kind of, like, fallen back in love with, like, this summer. It feels like golf. Because of like I don't know if it's because of the coronavirus or how it was like the only thing that was open for a really long time. It seems like it's like kind of like making a huge like surge this summer. And I just tried, and that's exactly what I heard from the golf. Because uh, I'm trying to get fitted for new clubs, I, they're literally backed up like months where you can't get new clubs for months wow. because it's like they're saying that they just had this huge huge surge of like golf clubs. I, I, yeah, I would assume it was like you said. It was one of the things you could actually get out and do. So probably people like Ted dusting their clubs off or, you know, going out and buying a new set or something like that. But I talked to somebody actually on the bike trail by, our, by where we lived um, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and he was, he was clearly like a serious biker. But I was just, you know, small talking mm-hmm. with him. And he said one of his buddies, like to this point, runs a bike shop in the area. And he was backed up for, at that point, you know, two or three months or something, he said, from all the people coming out and buying bikes because probably along those same lines, it was one thing you could actually get out and do. So, yeah, maybe, you know, a little bit of good coming out of this is people getting out and maybe doing a little more, like, active exercises or, you know, activities that get you moving a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. And, I, and the other thing is, and I don't know what it's like in North Carolina, probably they never did see a decline in golf maybe, but up here in Michigan there was, there was uh, like, before COVID in this year, I mean, golf courses were struggling up here, and their their uh, rates were going down. Mm-hmm. And now I understand they're, they're, they've gone up. So, you know, there's a demand. They can yeah. make some of that money back, and that's a good thing, you know, for the businesses anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the one thing, I will get back into it, I promise you guys, but I have got, the biggest thing I got to do, obviously, at my age and the shape I'm in, I got to get in a little better shape without a doubt, but a fact of life to be 63, 64 years old is flexibility. And I never was the most flexible guy in the first place, but you know, just trying to get any flexibility is it's tough and I'm going to have to adjust my golf game accordingly. That's what it's that's what it reminded me of when Matt was talking about how he's like super tight on the first tee. Like I have friends who just walk up to the first tee and and like so and I have to stretch for like 10 minutes yeah. before I, a 21-year-old, have to stretch me. for 10 <laughs> minutes before I can even like think about driving off the first tee. Right. So it's like I can't even imagine what it's going to be like for me in like 20 years <laughs> or like you said in 40 years. So I I can feel the problem there. And the other thing you guys probably don't feel it but you know as in my later part of my golfing area uh, just going up to that first tee like at, at business scrambles and whatnot mm-hmm. and just feeling those eyes watching me <laughs> while i'm getting hit that first tee just it, it you know how it, you get rid of that and matt let me know what you think of this, this is what i this is how, this Tell is me my how rule you get by that okay no matter how much money you're playing for no matter what you're doing who you're playing with you always get two off the first tee Ah. All the pressure. Think about it. Nothing's worse than starting your golf round and you're you're out of bounds on the first. That's why you get two off the tee. Okay. You start it. You start it off right. 
I could deal with that because yeah, that's that's yeah. always been a concern. <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually how we. I mean, when we definitely did that this past weekend, but when I was playing more, we would unless you like that first drive, you actually smoke it, then yeah, take that one. Right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't start your round off, you know, shanking it two holes over and having to play <laughs> from over there. Yeah. Take a breakfast ball and get a good one in. All right. Well, we're going to get into some some real sports talk. Do we have anything else we need to get into in our golf games? Or Believe me, I could talk about my golf game for oh, hours. I did want to ask you one thing because you had an experience. I, I, I was following some of your tweets. Um, it hit you in the pocketbook too, right? And different things from this last weekend. We yeah, gotta, we got to uh, get caught up on that. Right. Everybody wants to know about the young fella. All right, I can get. It. I love it when I have like trying times. You make sure you have to fit them in. Well, you know, paybacks are hell. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so we'll start, I guess, uh, sat, so Friday afternoon I played a round of golf. And like I said, it's just my – and you know how important putting is to golf. I've just been putting terrible. So, as a result, I've just been – and every time I play golf, you know, I, just something – it makes it a little bit more fun when you put a little bit of money on the line. Mm-hmm. So, I've just been – full disclosure, I lost 220 bucks this weekend <laughs> through golf. And then on top of that, cornhole on Saturday night, you know, had a few drinks – saw a few things we're playing so we were playing cornhole and it was one of those things where i don't know if i got hustled but explain to me how you how you explain this so we were doing a warm-up game okay my team in cornhole won that warm-up game 21 to 1 we then went on to lose five straight double or nothing every time ten dollars then we lost twenty dollars then we lost forty dollars then we lost eighty dollars to the point where it got all the way up to like 120 but i ended up making 40 back at the end of the night but still ended up losing like 100 bucks and that was one of those things where you guys know you know hung over as hell on sunday you know i was kind of getting up and around and where it it didn't click like i lost a hundred dollars last night right and so I don't know. And then yesterday I lost again in golf, another $50 gone. So I just, I don't know. I need to, my life's kind of in shambles right now. I got to figure it out. I'm taking you, a lot of L's lately. Did you win anything on the Preakness? No. No bad. I didn't, I, that was one of those things where I, I, if I'm not properly researched, I don't feel good. Just, I don't, I, like, everyone was going for the, the guy on the inside who ended up winning. Like, I think he was like minus 120. Right. I, I can't think of the horse's name. But if I'm not like pro- thoroughly researched, I don't feel comfortable betting on horse racing. Yeah. Well, it was kind of a it was kind of a strange event anyway. Uh, just watching them, you know, they they shortened the course. I think it was a mile and an eighth, mm-hmm. and no fans in the stands. And you know, and they didn't start at the normal spot. They started way around the first curve. It was just strange to watch. Yeah, but it was kind of cool that it's back at least. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll talk some more sports here. And uh, is there anything else? You were the one that added that. Well, in. I, wanted, I, I, I forgot to bring that up, and I'm glad I did. Now I'm really, really glad. Uh, just want to tell you about Advanced Elevator. They feature top expert field technicians for all kinds of installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators. Nary business leader and a huge time or a huge supporter of the Corona Public Schools and a proud partner of Three Point Podcast. Nelson House Funeral Homes number one goal is to serve the families in our community. The top priority is caring for our friends and neighbors and being right there when you need them the most. Since 1880 and Continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesedine, and New Lothrop, I can personally tell you they're the best in the business. For more details, see them on the web at nelsonhouse.com. And the Connection.com. they know it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on Cavalier Nation at Connection.com. Well, fellas, I mean, we never seem to get an answer here. Are they going to bring back the NBA? Are they going to play? Is Major League Baseball going to play? Uh, it's just in flux. We're recording this on Tuesday night, and I understand that... Uh, They've had some more uh, COVID cases in the NBA, and that season now is in jeopardy. Baseball sounds like they're going to play maybe a 60-game schedule. Let's jump into both those topics. Yeah, I mean, I I think baseball, right before we started recording, did the MLBPA agreed, finally agreed to the the 60-game season that you just mentioned. Apparently they're going to report to camp July 1st and then hopefully get the ball rolling from there. But, yeah, like you said, the cases keep going up. And, like, you know, athletes, whether it's on college campuses or even pro athletes, keep testing positive. So it's just kind of like, I mean, is it actually going to happen? I, I think it's like most people are saying, you're not going to believe it until you actually see LeBron James on the court or you see Mike Trout hitting the ball. Because it it's still just right now, I don't know about you guys, I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but there's just a feeling that like it just isn't gonna happen i don't know no i don't think you're being pessimistic i think you're being realistic i mean just today nikola Jokic just tested positive i just don't see a world i feel like we all thought it was going to happen as soon as you know everything went down everything started reopening 
Um, the college players were all going back to campus. But as soon as these college players went back, I kind of re- – and the fact that just I, – we, I think we're all dumb. We don't realize how many – times like people are asymptomatic and they end up having something where player like it's like it seems like a third of every football team is like end up having this virus which is like scary and it just makes you know like when you're legitimately getting tested like every day I know a lot of schools like I know UCLA is they don't want their coaches doing like the te- they don't want them doing the ones administering like the testing they, <laughs> they want a third party them, right? yeah. yeah they want a third party to do it that makes sense and that's just it's, just, it's, st- it's stuff like that where if all your ducks in a, are in a row and you know the NBAs are going to be with this thing I just don't see a world where they're going to be able to have this season I, as sad as that sounds like I know it's just it, I we all want to be entertained we all want you know NBA to come back but it just you can't do it with like a clear conscience you can't do it where you feel like it's a legitimate like everyone's getting a best shot like at the title like a normal NBA season would yeah keeping it on the NBA I I I tend to agree with you. I think maybe they won't pull it off now. Uh, would it be cool? It would have been. The whole plan they had in place sounded pretty neat. You know, They could get the season in. We could crown a champion with an asterisk or without. But it's starting to look like it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, the, the cases in Florida keep going up where they're trying to like pull these seasons off, and, and like specifically in Orlando. And like part of the thing that started to get really weird is even with the MLS, you know, they were supposed to play in the bubble, uh, like on the Disney resorts and everything, just like the NBA was supposed to. But, like, I don't know if we talked about it, but they said that they weren't going to bubble or they weren't going to quarantine the hospital workers and, you know, the restaurant workers and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, like, some of the NBA players, even when they found out about that, kind of gave some pushback, like, you know, kind of like, what the hell? Yeah, you're not stupid. allowing our spouses and our family to come, but you're going to let the, all these workers come in and out of the resorts and who knows what they're doing once they leave. Like, why are you forcing us to stay in this bubble? So, you know, that that's a little strange. And, you know, it's just, it doesn't seem like if something really bad happens, I mean, like, I think I saw Jokic, who you mentioned, Jared, he tested positive like a week or two ago, but he's been asymptomatic like ever since. So, you know, like you said, are people actually going to report this if, you know, LeBron or a starting quarterback for Alabama or, you know, something like that, test positive, but he's saying, like, I feel perfectly fine. I've been practicing all week. I'm fine. You know, there's some shadiness that goes in. It almost seems like, you know, not to be, like, morbid about it, but, like, until, like, someone actually, like, passes away on a campus or from this virus who has been playing in the NBA or something like that, I, you know, is that what, what's going to be enough to make them season is sometimes what I wonder. It, it's it's just imagine like this scenario where, and I know you don't like hypothet- like hypothetical scenarios. People are like, oh, like those are stupid. But like, imagine if it's like the the Lakers make it to the finals and it's like Game Seven and LeBron test positive but he's just completely asymptomatic. Like it just would feel like, and he just has to sit out. Like it would just suck. Like there's even if they it's just not going to happen. Like the more and more you really sit down, like you talk about the it's how dumb is it. It's very, very dumb that the workers are able to leave. Like, if anything, like the NBA, like where are these workers going? Like these NBA players who could be in a strip club making it rain like any night whenever they wanted or doing whatever. Like they're the ones that like maybe should have the door open, I guess, because there's something they're actually going to do something that's like awesome. But these workers, like these workers, can't sacrifice six, uh, six or six weeks of their lives like for maybe an extra like twenty five grand or something to just stay in a hotel like the entire time like that just seems like a simple fix like find somebody who will do it that will agree to that or get somebody else yeah i I mean you're 100 percent right it doesn't make sense that the workers can come and go and the uh, you know the spouses and families can't that just doesn't make any sense it should all be in the bubble if they're going to do yeah. it. Because well, it's not a bubble then. That's right. There's holes in the bubble. That's exactly right? exactly. And <laughs> it, it's not, well, that's part of the problem we're seeing right now with you know uh, the, it coming back, the disease coming back in different areas on campus and whatnot. Because you know they're opening things up. This is about the only political thing I'm going to get into. But they open things up and everybody thinks, oh well, we can just go back to normal, and they forget all about the the safety things that that prevented it. The NBA, I feel like, can go into a bubble. Mm-hmm. Like, if they really, really, really wanted to lock it down and keep everything, like, in one gym and, like, one building. They could. Like, they could. Like, college football, there's no way. I don't like, see and how. And there's no way that athletes are going to be – they don't have the resources to be able to do that. So, I just – NBA, of any of the sports, I think is the most likely. But even that, like, feels impossible. So, that just means college football is definitely, like, impossible, which is sad to – Whoa. Kind of really, really sad. Well, I didn't want to get that far yet. <laughs> I, I, we can talk about college football. So you think college football is done? I mean, they, even if they start the season in October, I mean, you just you just don't think it's going to happen? 
I, I, mean, I think the NBA, I agree. Right? Things change every single week, That's it seems right. like. But how how is it? It's, it's clearly COVID. We're not going to have a vaccine by then. We might. And really, nothing's no, really might. not going to be different, really. Today, I heard there might be a vaccine by fall. Would that make a difference? Well, that would that would that's kind of what everyone's waiting for. The right. vaccine is really the only thing that's that's keeping this from like being just the normal flu or whatever. Right. The, the headline I saw today was Fauci said it's not a, as far as if but when the vaccine. So yeah, there, I mean it could be by the fall or it could be maybe by like Christmas time or winter. But I, I the thing I keep coming back to is like football, especially the NFL, but really even college football is the money aspect. And I'll just be man. <laughs> You know, maybe some morals will come in in some schools or the NCAA. The NCAA has no morals, so it shouldn't even really say that. But, <laughs> you know, like at, to put these kids at risk, like we've talked about, there's a difference between professionals and student athletes. I mean, whether you want to actually, you know, there really isn't because these guys are they're not really student athletes, a lot of them. But the money involved with these schools, I'll just be super shocked if there's not college football, I guess is the point I'm trying to get at because I think I saw like the number today. Um, I saw someone say that Alabama's uh, budget for athletics is $2.1 billion and just for, like, football, just for the city of Tuscaloosa, it brings in, like, two to $300 million just for the city of Tuscaloosa um, during football season. So, like, not only the schools, but the cities. I mean, think about Ann Arbor or even East Lansing or whatever on home football Saturdays. Like, it's just going to be – I'm going to be really surprised if they don't figure out a way to pull off college football yeah in some shape or form i tend to agree i think i, uh, I right right go ahead i mean you disagree i i, I don't I, I mean obviously the money i feel like with the, when the ncaa tournament was canceled i feel like money is it, obviously it's a it's an important factor but it's not like at the end of the day like that's not the most important factor right and i don't know it, we talk about how like, obviously matt the money obviously it seems like Things are going to die down, but we kind of thought that a couple weeks ago. We sort of thought that by now, that by July for the NBA season, like that was going to be clear. We might have had we might have had too high expectations if you look back at the whole thing, right? I mean, we were just easing out of it, and to think that they could go right back and play and stuff. I mean, I, I think that was too much of an expectation. I, I, think guess, I think you're doing it again. No, well, I am. I am in football. Okay, I've already changed. The NBA looked like they were coming back to play. It was all set, right? <laughs> It was a, it was a done deal, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Now that's in big jeopardy. Now Major League Baseball, you know, I think they're coming back, but I don't. You know, I, I tweeted some. I don't really care. I mean, at this point, I mean, I love baseball, but a sixty game schedule would I be all that actually makes me more interested than a hundred and sixty two game schedule. Well, well, okay, I hear what you're saying, but okay, what about the Tigers? Well, this is a question that I wanted to get on the table for you guys. Should they uh, play the young kids? Should they go gung-ho and try to make the playoffs? What are your guys' opinion, if they have baseball? Yeah, I think so, because especially because there's all those weird rules for rookies in baseball, for like how many games they can play up in the majors. And so with only a 60-game season, if you have some of these starting pitchers, I don't know the exact numbers for how many like appearances they can make and stuff like that, but you might be able to bring some of these kids up at least for like three or four starts or something like that. Um, and play like a good chunk of this season, quote unquote season, and then they still keep their like rookie minor league, you know, deals or whatever. So, I mean, or, or like if they're performing, then yeah, keep them up. If you know some kid comes up and they're killing it, yeah, go ahead and keep them up in the majors. But I, I'll be surprised even if baseball happens. I don't know. Just like right now, it just doesn't. It, the feeling isn't that like anything is looking good like right now. Uh, for sports to happen. Well, if baseball happens, here's my take on it. I've I've seen some things on Twitter, especially here. You know, we're primarily a Michigan-oriented uh, podcast. You know, people are all excited about the Tigers. Oh, shortened season's going to be an advantage for them. They, you know, they can sneak into the playoffs. Here's my thing: If you suck, you suck. Well, not only that, intentionally suck. Go Houston Astros on it. Yeah, tank this season out. Get the number one pick again next year. Draft this guy who's supposedly going to be tremendous pitcher from Vanderbilt. This rocker. Even if we make it to the playoffs, like it would just be like, well, the only reason we made it to the playoffs because we there was a sixty game season. It's not right. because we're good. Yeah. So why not tank it? It's not, right. like, it's not like I'm going to be – the only reason I like Tigers uh, Tigers baseball is because I can go to the games. I'm not going to be able to go to the games anyway. Right. So might as well just tank it out. And, and Matt, to your point, hey, we could play the young kids. If they do good, all right. But more than likely they're going to get ripped on, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, it, and it'd be a shorter tank season. You know, like if a yeah. team's tanking for 162 games, 
that's a bit of a drag. But if it's only going to be a 60-game tank, well, yeah, that, that's not as hard a pill to swallow. So <laughs> that's not a bad idea either. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm all for that one. Well, speaking of tank, we'll talk a bit of Detroit Lions here if you guys want to here in a second. But just want to remind our listeners that everybody likes a great deal. Go online at SheridanAuctionService.com for info on upcoming auctions. The auction house is packed with all kinds of great items. Stay up to date by checking their website at SheridanAuctionService.com and uh, sign up for email notifications. And one of our favorite places is back, Rivals Taphouse and Grill, the official sports bar of Three Point Podcast. They're open for dine-in service again. Of course, they're going through all the safety precautions, but all that great food and drink. And add to your calendars. Every Thursday night, bike nights return. And uh, Rivals Taphouse and Grill in Corona is the spot to be. Well, you know, like I said, talking about tanking and the Detroit Lions, uh, there was a lot of activity in social media today because they made a move with ownership. Thoughts on uh, going from one Ford to the next? It's still in the Ford family, and I, I don't – I just – I want somebody that's eccentric. I don't, I don't know. Like, a, I'm not saying that Jeff Bezos is, is an eccentric or guy. Mark, Mark Cuban. But somebody who, like, is a big name, a big, like, CEO of some sort of company that would – I wanted an outside – Mr. Outside Hire. I, I didn't want it to stay in the family, and it probably stayed, uh, unfortunately, probably with the person that's been running the Lions for the last couple of years anyway. 100% agree. I mean, I don't know if you saw some of the postings out there. People are excited. Oh, finally, Martha's gone. There's no change. It's still the same family. Same, same didn't philosophy. Sell, didn't, didn't sell the team. It didn't That's, sell we the wanted team. her to sell the team. She didn't sell the team. Right. Yeah, I mean, that that does seem to be what, yeah, it's, it's like one side or the other. Some people see it as like, Martha's gone. But right, like you said, Jared, I mean, she probably hasn't really been doing anything the last few years anyway. So I, I don't know if the, you know, the, was it a, the granddaughter who took over? Um, I don't know if she's kind of been the one making the decisions lately, but right, it's still in the family. So, but the thing that I keep reading that maybe is a little bit of a positive to hopefully get it outside of the Ford family is they're not like her and like any other kids, grandkids, or anyone um, hasn't really shown a ton of interest in continuing to run the team. So, hopefully, maybe this is the first step in. Maybe she'll see that she doesn't like it. Maybe this is a good selling opportunity. Maybe someone will finally come and give a legitimate offer to the Ford family and get it off their hands or something because it does, yeah, like that was kind of my first reaction was, oh, finally, Mars Vader stepped yeah. down. But then it's like, well, it's still the Ford family, so really what's going to change? Can you imagine being – that's what most people say. Yeah. Can you imagine being that rich where – you have you're doing like so much awesome like shit that you that you're they're like hey do you want to run the Detroit Lions and you're like oh <laughs> screw that like I, but then again I probably don't, I don't blame them either I mean you got idiots like us three who whoever takes over if they don't win uh, you know a Super Bowl at, at a for a program that's never or not a program but a, a organization that's never ever won one we're gonna like want them to sell the team and call them Marth Vader so <laughs> I don't know I, I can see why they don't want to do that yeah. A, a big nothing story as far as I'm concerned, but we'll, we'll see what happens. It was in the news today. Also, in Detroit professional sports, uh, you know, the, the Pistons hired a new general manager. From I don't know the guy, but from everything you read about it, it sounds like he's he's legit. Troy Weaver. Uh, the, guy from, the guy from Oklahoma City? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a good GM, and I was going to actually bring that up sometime, like when they actually made their hire, um, and, and see what you guys thought because – Everyone, at least a lot of people who I would see on Twitter or on Instagram or whatever, would they were all wanting Chauncey Billups or Tayshawn Prince to yep. come back and be the GM. And I don't know, like, if maybe you guys fall into this category or what, but I think people, like, especially fans, fall into, like, they fall in love with their, like, former players and wanting them to come back and coach or come back and run the team. And I know Joe Dumars came back and had some early success. They obviously won a championship. After that championship, I mean, it just all completely fell apart. And actually, really bad moves after that championship. So, like, you know, people always go back to, well, Joe D won a, a title. And it's like, well, you know, it, it doesn't always go that way. Like, what? why were people so excited? And maybe you guys were, too, about Chauncey Billups or Tayshaun Prince coming back to run GM. Because Chauncey's actually interviewed for GM spots multiple times and gotten turned away. So, 
Oh, do you guys like just want all all former players coming back to run every team? No, I don't. But I Chauncey was intriguing a little bit to me because you know you can pick up on a guy's knowledge and you know uh, the way they might operate things by how they act on TV. And I thought he was pretty knowledgeable from what I could pick up. And you know he does have the ties to the Pistons, so I, it wouldn't have been a it wouldn't have been a a total disaster hire for me if it was Chauncey. Now Tayshawn, I have no idea, uh, you know about what he knows about the inner workings of running a team and drafting players. Same thing really with Chauncey, but I just, I didn't have a bad feeling about Chauncey, but I don't have any hard feelings either way. This Troy Weaver to me, all the NBA experts say he is the real deal, and that's good enough for me. I mean, Oklahoma City has had like the premier one, like them, Houston, uh, right. you know, obviously a few other teams have been like the premier like front office for like the last 10 years or so. So if we can get anyone, but it's just it, – I feel this way about – and I'm just – maybe it's because I'm being pessimistic because, like I said, I've taken, like, ten straight losses in life. <laughs> but I feel like it's, like, whoever we bring in, it's like the New York Knicks where it's, like, it's, just, it's so it, – the the walls are crumbling around him. I don't know if he's really going to be able to, to flip it around. And we're just going to say, oh, he wasn't the right man for the job, even though he very well could be. Oh, I like some of the stuff he said coming out of the gate, you know, at the presser. I mean, he said this is a this is a winning organization, I mean, with a proud history, and he's right about that. The Knicks have been down a lot longer than the Pistons That's have, true. You know? Yeah. So if and, he... I mean, I don't know if this, if this is the point you were trying to make, Jared, but, like, at some point you got to get – some big name free agents to come to yeah. Detroit, and, and I know Blake Griffin did did come to Detroit, but like I mean, well, that was actually a trade, but you know, so that that's like a big name on the Pistons, but like, is is somebody going to want to come play for the Detroit Pistons? So like, you can have a great GM, even Dwayne Casey, you know, one coach of the year, so you can have a great head coach, but like, you know, like, are you going to get like a high profile free agent, you know, to to come play for Detroit? You thing. either, yeah. I mean, we're we're kind of screwed, honestly. When you think about it. you, we either have to pull off a all time swindle of a trade like Toronto did this year, or we have to get lucky and tank and tank and tank until we get like a Zion or a LeBron or somebody who like just falls in love with the city and is loyal or Arianas. Like we we need somebody like that. Like you just need a trans- transcendent player who just wants to stay in Detroit. Or or the third thing. Okay, the third thing is and this is why you hire these guys. Somebody that's tight with Weaver and Casey, you know, a superstar that, you know, he's going to play in a city like Detroit, which isn't as bad as a lot of people maybe their perceptions are compared to the other NBA cities. Well, I mean, it, the downtown Detroit has some some good positives and you only play half your games there, right? You're still traveling to all the other cities, but like I said, if you have a good relationship with the GM and the coach and you're making big coin, I don't think it's out of the realm where a top free agent could come to Detroit and that would start start the ball rolling. Kind of like the Tigers did when they signed Pudge Rodriguez. All the pieces kind of fell into place after he signed with Detroit. Baseball is legit- different, though. It's all a about different. Money. I No, I know, but it's kind of that that, that same scenario. You know, you, you sign the one superstar, and then people start saying, hey, this might not be a bad place to go. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can only hope. No, that, that is a good point because, right, once they got punched, they got Maglio, and then they made the trade for Miguel Cabrera. So it kind of, like, snowballed from there. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, right? They they did build a little through the farm system too, so maybe that's where the draft comes in. Well, anyway, big news out of Detroit. <laughs> I haven't there. seen the Pistons win for so long, so maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, why don't we bring this podcast full circle, fellas? You know, you, we were heavy duty on golf at the beginning. I don't know if you read the story, and I, I don't know if you heard uh, your uncle talking about it the other day, but uh, his wife's nephew, Kyle Kripe, he's a junior on. A high school in northern Indiana and you know their golf season got completely wiped out and his dad Randy Kripe decided that you know what we're going to golf every course on the scheduled day that we were supposed to have a golf outing you know with another school so he he golfed the entire schedule including the state championship he took him down and golfed at the state championship course mm-hmm. for the final round of the season and I thought that was just a really cool idea and cool story yeah, I, that is actually pretty dang cool. I mean, it's something simple. It's it's a nice little slice of life story. Yeah. No, yeah, that, that would be fun. I, I saw some people even talk about doing that with, like, Little League. Right. Baseball, since a lot of that was canceled. You know, like, if someone had basically, like, a field of dreams, baseball field in the backyard or something, getting the kids out, you know, as long as it was safe, and at least letting them have a little bit of Little League baseball this summer. So, 
Yeah, that'd be cool. And the kid got to play a lot of cool courses, too, probably. Yeah, and his dad probably picked up the bill for all of it, too. That's even a better thing. You know, check it out in the Goshen News if you're interested in reading the whole story. And one final thing, you know, Jared and I were talking about it on Sunday uh, at Owasso. You know, they have have a really, really good uh, Little League program where they, they have tournaments periodically, and they're back in business. I drove by the ball fields there on Gould Street on Saturday. It was wall-to-wall people in pop-up tents everywhere, and I know you saw it too, mm-hmm. didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool to see. I mean, it, when it seems like all sports are getting canceled, I guess that Owasso Baseball League is always going to find a way to play. Right. Owasso Summer League is playing. Yeah. I feel like a lot of youth baseball leagues are. Yeah. I know, uh, like I said, our uncle from who came from Indiana, like I know his his sons are playing. They're back playing. Uh, yeah. The Owasso, like we saw, they, they had a whole like 20 games, I think, this weekend played at Kiwanis Field. So it's like I think that a lot of the youth baseball is coming back, which is wh- of all the things come back, why that? I will say that, but I mean, what, could it have been football or basketball or something? Well, I'm still holding out hope. I'm holding out hope for football. Really, at this point, we're almost to July 1st, you know, what is it, the 23rd of June here we're recording. You know, if we have baseball, mm, great. If we have the NBA in this shortened scenario they have in the bubble, holding out a little bit of hope on that. But if they don't do it, okay, maybe they can start at the regular time and just this season's gone, right? Yeah. But football, if football doesn't make an appearance, at least the NFL, which I think we'll see NFL, but – I'm holding out hope that we'll see college football. I, I'm not going to give up on that yet. What's the what's the before we sign off? What's any word on the street? Any anything being talked about with high school football? Little bit. I mean, the the governor here in Michigan has uh, has okayed the return to school. Now I don't know what the plan is right at the moment. Uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to split it up into like split sessions where they cut down on the classroom sizes. I know they're allowing. Uh, they're allowing teams to practice at the moment, at least outside. The, the Corona basketball program, I know, is is, mm-hmm. is having kind of organized summer practices outdoors with the safety precautions. Have not heard anything officially yet, though, on the return of football. You know, that's still up in the air, and it depends on, you know, if, if we keep getting the numbers down here, I yeah. think. Yeah. So stay tuned in on a future podcast. Maybe we'll have more information on that because, you know, here we've done this uh, this podcast for about two and a half years now, and one of our most popular features is our football preview. You know, and we talked to all the uh, media guys from throughout the state doing a preview of their areas of high school football. Boy, it'd be a shame not to have that. So we'll see what happens. Fun one. That's one yeah. of the more fun ones to put together. But I was just thinking, if they do have high school football, but if they have to do a no fans thing or something like that, man, your ratings are going to go way up. S- Calling your games sky high, sky high. <laughs> Got to corner the market. You got to. Got to. We should be able to sell all kinds of advertisers. (laughs) All right. Anybody else got anything else uh, to get out here before we wrap this up? I think we're good to go. Let's let's call it a wrap, fellas. Hey, make sure you let our partners know you listen in. And they include Advanced Elevator, Card Service Michiana, Corona Connection, ProMec Engineering, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Nelson House Funeral Homes, and Sharon and Auction Service. For Jared Fattel and Matt Burns, I'm Ted Fattel thanking you again for supporting Three Point Podcast. Three Point Podcast is syndicated worldwide on Sports Radio Detroit and MWSN Radio. The show is a Sportsnet Michigan production recorded at the WJSZ Mid-Michigan Studios. Spread the word to your friends and family and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of the other big podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at 3PointPod or by email to 3PointPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, bye for now.